Welcome back to the Todd Duncan Podcast. A member of the industry syndicate. This is where success happens. Todd's goal is to transform your business and life through deeper connections, higher trust, and proven strategies to help you win and give you your best life ever. Here's your host, Todd Duncan. So I, I go I go way back uh, to my early days as a loan originator, and I remember that my uh, mentor, I had, I had two mentors. I had a physical mentor who I could meet with and see and, and hang out with. His name was John. And I had, um, I actually had a couple mentors that I would listen to their audio tapes. One was Brian Tracy, one was Jim Rohn. And uh, I remember Jim Rohn saying something that was very interesting, still very, you know, very um, consistent with what's happening today. And, and what he said is, the future is coming. Are you ready? And he built this case that there's nothing you can do to stop the future. It is coming. But the question that has to be asked is, uh, when it arrives, are you ready? And so I'm recording this about a week or so after getting back from Maui, Hawaii. We had our Achieving Leadership Excellence executive retreat there at the Ritz-Carlton in Kapalua. We gathered for about seven days, had leaders from all over America and uh, really, really high-end, high-performing originators. And we worked together for that week on what does disruption look like and how can disruption be our friend and how do we own it? And one of the, the themes that I made at the, 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 the very start of our time together was that be the change, own the change, live the change. And when I said that, everybody kind of woke up and what does that mean? Be the change, own the change, live the change. What it means is that everybody, you, okay, me, everybody watching this episode, everybody has the same opportunity to make decisions around change. And what we know about change is that that most people have this, uh, at least initially, if not in some cases, many, maybe many, um, permanent. They have a resistance to change. Uh, this is the way we've always done it. Why can't it be like yesterday? Well, it can't be like yesterday because if it were like yesterday, there'd be no tomorrow. And I mean that sincerely. I mean that, that whatever happened yesterday, if there's not change around that, then tomorrow is not going to be a better day. And that can be your daily kind of routine. That can be your thought around the day. What about today? didn't work. What about today needed to change? What about today do I wish I could have a do-over on? I mean, that is disruption. You have to be your own disruptor. Now, I know that we have disruption happening in the industry. We have AI, you know, the the whole idea on what that is doing and uh, artificial intelligence and automation and, and robots helping robots and people trying to manage the robots. I mean, we got all this stuff going on. But we've had that for a long time. Imagine if I was change resistant in the early days of being a loan officer when I had reliability around getting credit reports in five days. Yeah, five days. And now today they're instant. You, there's no way you could have resisted that disruption, but it required a new way of doing and a new way of thinking. Imagine, uh, you know, imagine the, the idea that if I just held on to the fact 
that the fax was my favorite friend, the fax machine was my friend. If I held on to that, then you know there's no reliability in a future disrupted market where the fax machine as one of the breakthrough technologies is now really a dying technology, right? And so you look at that and the, the whole idea that faxing birth scanning, and, and that was a whole new technology, right? So you gotta get into that. I remember one of the biggest things I had to get um, in my own head around in terms of change was I loved having a ticket, an airline ticket. I loved holding on to a physical ticket. And when tickets started going, started going e-commerce, I had a resistance to that. And I realized that, you know, if I want to be in the know and I want to be fluid and I want to kind of save some time long term and, and, and all that, I had to get with that change. So I'm, part of this is about just stuff that's happening and, and that's going to happen anyway, right? And you have to own the change, live the change, be the change. Those are all things that kind of go into this. But the most important thing about disruption is this idea that you have to disrupt your own inefficiencies. You have to disrupt the things that are not taking you to the level that you want to go to. And you have to be in your own mind disruptive in order to present a better opportunity for your own personal future. Why we named Sales Mastery this year Game Changers is because the game is changing. And my job as a thought leader is to help you change before you are obsolete. My job is to help you change before you lose market share. My job is to help you change before you lose relationship or lose income or lose relevancy. My job is to, to help you change in a way that, as I talk to these leaders about, you, you are the front end of change. You are one of the early adopters of change. You are certainly not having to be the pioneer of change, but you have to be the early adopter of change. And if you understand being the early adopter, then what you understand is I can present myself in such a way that I have a really, really strong leg up opportunity to be ahead of change. Think about that for just a moment, to be a step ahead of change. And that's really what we have to talk about here on this episode. We have to talk about how to be a step ahead of change. What are the changes that you actually want in your business and your life? I remember my physical mentor, the guy that I can meet with and, and, and uh, sit down with and have conversations with, told me three things early in my origination career. He said, if you don't want competition, do what they don't. If you don't want competition, go where they aren't. If you don't want competition, say what they don't say. And I think that's a recipe for owning disruption today. What do I need to do differently than my competitors do? What do I need to say differently than my competitors say? Where do I need to be that's a different spot than my competitors are? And that's the disruption that's happening right now. So a couple highlights, all right? On Tuesday of the week that we were together for our leadership conference, we had this amazing four hours together with Garth Graham. Garth's a partner at Stratmore. Um, he runs strategic analysis and observation in the marketplace, is heavily integrated into customer sat, and um, really pointed to kind of the reality that the biggest part of this industry is still relationship. In fact, I think it's 44% of all mortgage transactions involve a realtor referral. I think there's another combined 30% or so that are from uh, referral networks and past customers and that whole kind of deal. And then you looked at a couple of elements. Anyway, his stats added up to about 74% of business today that a, that a lender gets is business that has some human referral business 
built into it. There's also a relationship between customer sat and there's a, an opportunity to begin to look at how do you use that to bolster the referral networks that you're in. But one of the things that was very interesting that came out of the discussion is that there was a human disruption. And, uh, and I want to point to how we need to manage this, right? And the human disruption was that sometimes you can go forward by going backwards. And what do I mean by that? Well, I think in the last three or four years, and maybe you've been part of this, and, and certainly there's nothing wrong with where it has gotten us, except for what I'm going to bring up, and that is we have, we have done a, a fairly good job automating um, kind of updates, if you will. We've automated status. We've automated uh, email templates that report, you know, where a loan is in the manufacturing stage. And, and all of this, this kind of email automation ha has, I think, theoretically been good for efficiency. But what's really interesting is one of the, the stats that, that Garth brought to the group was that the number one preferred way to receive communication about status updates according to their survey engine, which is monstrous, was the lender called me. Now I think about that and I think about that, that the point is not whether or not we over automated or over technologized anything. The point is that sometimes the disruption can actually be something that doesn't feel disruptive. In fact, you could say that that is the equivalent today, going from automated updates to calling out updates is like going from email back to the handwritten letter. But which one is most effective? And you have to stop and think that through. And it may or may be that you have a different perspective. But I would like to say that the interesting thing that we found out in that week of, of working with these leaders was the human factor is going to drive the future. That you cannot automate a handshake. You cannot automate a feeling of care. You cannot automate eye contact. You cannot automate the power of a phone call. Before I sat down to record this episode, I made 13 phone calls to people of influence. Could have sent an email, okay? Could have done anything with automation, could have texted them. But what I chose to do was pick up the phone and call. And it was very interesting that uh, in the connection, I connected with seven of that group and uh, left voicemails for the rest. But of the seven I connected with, um, here's how most of the conversations ended. Thank you for taking the time to call. It was great to connect. So, you know, part of this disruption ownership is what is the, the actual central thread of the future? And when you, when you own this idea of relationship, you own the idea that humanity matters. And you own the idea that we cannot dehumanize an experience in our business, which is core and fundamental to buying, selling, and financing real estate. You just can't. And so we, we know that, that in the process of disruption, you have to have a human connection. And so then my argument is back to, if you don't want competition, do what they don't, go where they aren't and say what they don't. What can you do in that area with regard to deepening human connection? 
How can you have deeper conversations? What can you say that the competition doesn't say? How can you have unique markets? Where can you go that the competition isn't there? I mean, I know people right now that are, are literally building mortgage businesses around partnering with churches and partnering with not-for-profits. I know four or five LOs that I've talked with in the last probably six or seven months that have built mortgage practices around physicians only. I talked to a guy today from Canada that has built his entire mortgage business around wealth managers. And I think it's interesting to, to stop and think about where do you want to be in the future? And the one thing I would say to you that, that I feel strongly about is you need to be where the end user is. If you can get to where the end user is, which is in the real estate and lending world, the buyers and sellers who buy and sell who need financing, okay, then you can be in the world that has a disruptive influence back to your core business units. So if I've spent my career working with real estate agents, there's nothing wrong with that. But in the future, how do I disrupt that relationship that could be automated, that could be bypassed where people can look at homes online and not pick a realtor to do that. They would have to pick one initially or, or I mean, ultimately to, to get their deal done. But where could I go that would actually help feed that market? And where could I, where could I be disruptively that could bring value back to that market? And how could I become so valuable in the next two to three years in a fundamental market that I serve that that market needs me so badly that all the technology in the world is not going to replace me. I am not technology resistant. I am not technology avoidant, but I am technolo technologically suspicious. And by that, I mean, I think we hide behind technology. And I think what ends up happening is we have to have human connection. We definitely have to have that. If you take some of the research from Deloitte, take some of the research from McKinsey, what we know is that in a population in America, it could be worldwide, it's, it's even bigger, but it, just in America, there are 150 million people that represent baby boomers and represent millennials that say on the big deals in life, the big transactions in life, that they want human interaction, that they, that they value the human guide. And that's really what you are. The best thing to do to embrace technology, it's, it's coming, it's, it's, it's not something you can avoid, but to do it in a way where you have high conversion and high connectivity and, and, and high probability of, of, of that discussion leading to a loan that funds or a, a home that is sold or, or bought is to deepen the dialogue. And that's really essentially where we're going to go. And so, you know, it's, it's, um, it's interesting. You, 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 can't, um, you can't fake connection. Technology cannot make connection. It can invite, it can induce, uh, it can have interaction with, but it does not replace. No machine on the planet, no technology on the planet can actually replace the power of the human soul and the human heart. And I think that, you know, as I, as I look at the world at large and I, and I look at, at what happened then on Thursday at our leadership group when we had Steve Brown, Steve's going to be at Sales Mastery on our leadership live session. It's really amazing that the, at, at the end of a, a two-hour presentation on technology and AI and blockchain and all of the stuff that is out there and happening, at the very end, what Steve said is, you cannot use any of this technology unless you have two human beings who want to do business together. That's super powerful. That is super powerful. So the message here on disruption is, man, don't run from it, run to it. 
Uh, the idea is don't wait for it to happen. You know, be the change you want to be. One thing can change everything. And if you can really stop and think each and every day, how can I tomorrow own the idea of changing one thing? What one thing yesterday do I not want to repeat today? What one thing did I say that I don't want to say today? What one move did I make that I don't want to make today? Or what one move didn't I make that I need to make today? That's the, the baseline disruption. You got to disrupt yourself before you can disrupt your clients and, and bring value in, in such a way that is, is disruptive in its very sense, right? And so I want you to be thinking as you go forward, we got, we got technology, right? It's over here. We got touch and technology kind of facilitates touch like automated status updates or automated this or that. And they're okay. But at the very top of this pyramid is trust. And, and as you look at bringing technology and touch together, Okay, then you get to the top of this pyramid, which is trust. But if all you're doing down here is focusing on technology, it doesn't move you up to trust. If all you're doing here is automated marketing, which is touch, it's not moving you up to trust. Those two things got to get closer and closer and closer together. And that is when it moves you up to trust. You can't have high touch if you don't have relationship. You can have technology that supports a relationship, but doesn't guarantee high touch. 